O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Send forth your spirit, O Lord, and renew the face of the earth. Welcome. It's very good to have you with us today. My name is Giles Goddard. I'm the vicar of St John's Church in Waterloo in London, and I'm also a member of the Church of England's Environment Working Group. Today, we are keeping Climate Sunday. Churches all over the country have chosen a particular Sunday to reflect on and pray about our care for the communities and the world in which we live as we face the prospect of catastrophic climate breakdown. It's especially important this year as we prepare for the big COP26 conference on climate change in Glasgow, which starts at the end of October. In this service, we're reflecting on what is our Christian duty and how can we find hope in this situation? So we're going to begin with a prayer of penitence. Let us pray. Creator God, maker of heaven and earth, we acknowledge our failure to live responsibly as part of your creation. We have taken what we want without considering the consequences. We have wasted and discarded without thought for the future. Open our hearts and minds to the signs of our times, to the groaning of creation, so that we may turn from our greed and lack of vision and see a world being made anew in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And now a collect. Let us pray. Glorious God, the whole of creation proclaims your marvellous work. Increase in us a capacity to wonder and delight in it, that heaven's praise may echo in our hearts and our lives be spent as good stewards of the earth, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And now we're going to have a reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah 24, verses 4 to 9. The earth dries up and withers, the world languishes and withers, the heavens languish together with the earth. The earth lies polluted under its inhabitants, for they have transgressed laws, violated the statutes, broken the everlasting covenant. Therefore a curse devours the earth, and its inhabitants suffer for their guilt. Therefore the inhabitants of the earth dwindled, and few people are left. The wine dries up, the vine languishes, all the merry-hearted sigh. The mirth of the timbrels is stilled. The noise of the jubilant has ceased. The mirth of the lyre is stilled. No longer do they drink wine with singing. Strong drink is bitter to those who drink it. Hear the word of the Lord.
parable of the sower. Again, he began to teach beside the sea. Such a very large crowd gathered around him that he got into a boat on the sea and sat there, while the whole crowd was beside the sea on the land. He began to teach them many things in parables, and in his teaching he said to them, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell on the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Other seed fell on rocky ground, where it did not have much soil, and it sprang up quickly, since it had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. Other seed fell into good soil, and brought forth grain, growing up and increasing, and yielding thirty and sixty and a hundredfold. And he said, Let anyone with ears to hear, listen. Hear the word of the Lord. May I speak in the name of God who makes, loves and keeps us. So why have we chosen that dark passage from the book of the prophet Isaiah? Because it speaks to us now in ways which must have been completely unimaginable when it was written back in the 5th or 6th century before Christ. The prophet writes, The earth dries up and withers, the world languishes and withers, the heavens languish together with the earth, the earth lies polluted under its inhabitants. I'm sure I don't need to remind you of the dramatic events which we're experiencing at the moment. The fires in California, the floods in Germany, a heat spot in the South Pacific which is causing drought in Chile, the melting of the ice caps. We've always had extreme weather, weather events, but it's never been anything like this. And it's clear that the increasing number of climate catastrophes is a result of human activity. The burning of fossil fuels, which were made by the slow removal of carbon by plants from the atmosphere millions of years ago. And that enabled the earth to cool to a level where life could flourish. Now we're putting the carbon back and life will cease to flourish. The earth will lie polluted. It will dry up and wither. We're seeing the consequences of overconsumption, of fossil fuel dependence, and we're seeing the injustice of it as the poor suffer disproportionately because of the actions of the rich of us in the West. Islands underwater, harvests failing. And so this prophecy feels uncanny. The Old Testament prophets weren't necessarily foretelling the future, but they were warning about the present. And that warning seems to be very real now. But instead of beating our breasts, is there anything we can do to make a difference? And that's why we chose the parable of the sower. Because it is, for me, above all, a parable about hope. I've always turned to that parable when I felt dispirited or sad. Because of the promise that action really does make a difference. In the parable we sow the seed liberally, not knowing if it might work or not. And some of it doesn't work. It falls on stony ground or on shallow soil. 
But overall, the action of the sowing the seed does bear fruit, 60, 30, or 100-fold. The seed which falls on good ground, on nourished soil, bears good fruit, and there are results. In terms of action, if we think specifically, the Church of England is doing a lot of work on climate. We have a target which was set by the General Synod to achieve net zero carbon outputs by 2030. That's a huge challenge, but everyone is beginning to pull together to try and make that happen. We've done a lot of work on our finances as we try to align our investments with the targets of the Paris Agreement on climate change. I do a lot. I'm involved in an organisation called Faith for the Climate, which brings together people from different faith traditions to work on climate. And I chair something called Make COP Count, which is a gathering, an informal gathering of faith-based organisations preparing for the conference in Glasgow. We're calling for better finance systems around the world, for better funding for the loss and damage which people are experiencing. And we're calling for looking at the whole system of our dependence on fossil fuel. And lots of individual churches are taking action by becoming eco-churches and working out how they can make a difference in their own local areas. And individually, what we do makes a difference as well. So if you are anxious about this, there are things that you can do. You can become a climate ambassador in your local church, making people aware of the challenges we're all facing. You can sign up for the emails from the Church of England's Environment Group. You can make different choices about where you get your gas and your electricity from, about what you eat, about how you consume. And above all, you can pray. You can pray that the conference in Glasgow will be really successful. And you can pray that there is the change of heart which the prophet Isaiah was calling for all those centuries ago. And I promise you it will bear fruit. We're going to see a bit of a video now, which has been made by young people who have put together a relay travelling from Cornwall all the way to Glasgow. It left Cornwall in July after the G7 conference and it will arrive in Glasgow in time for the COP26 conference. And here are some young people talking about why they've made this happen and why they've been part of it. COP26 is the 26th United Nations Climate Change Conference happening in Glasgow this November. At the summit, delegates from different countries will agree coordinated action to tackle climate change. We are organising a relay to COP26 to respond to the call of climate justice. So um, I got involved in the Young Christian Climate Network Relay because um, I recognise that we are in the middle of a climate crisis. Um, and we might be in the same storm, but we are not in the same boat. And we, as Christians, need to call on the government to do more, especially for those in poorer countries who are facing uh, the biggest effects from uh, climate change. Um, I've walked about 50 miles so far, um, from Ashford uh, to central London. Um, but the entire relay started in Cornwall um, back in June. Churches have hosted us, which has been fantastic. Um, churches have uh, asked people, members of their congregation, to get involved with the walks. Um, but actually, even if it's just a church talking to its congregation about why this is important, or members of the congregation talking to the vicars about why it's important, 
you know, there are so many ways for them to get involved, but it's an important movement and one that we really believe can bring some change. Creation is precious and nature is precious apart from its use to us, that God loves creation and he made it beautiful. And we have seen um, unprecedented damage to our natural world. This isn't our earth, this is God's earth and we're living on it and we're called as Christians to do as all we can to protect the animals, the wildlife and the people who aren't as fortunate as us. Yeah, I think the church has a significant voice as part of civil society to tell the government that the time is now for action on this injustice of the climate crisis, um, but also that our creation is precious and is worth protecting. Um, so I believe that if we come together in fellowship and in prayer and in love, we can make a massive impact and we can have a very significant voice um, as part of civil society in the lead up to COP26. It's mainly been about meeting the people in the churches that we've stopped at, having those conversations about why what we're doing, uh, we, why we believe what we're doing is so important. It's also about hope for us as Christians, I think. I think it's um, very easy to look at the climate crisis and to look at the statistics and to look at government action and feel despair, but I believe that we have hope because we have a God that loves justice and loves creation. When we step out, when we speak up, when we um, counter those who are trying to destroy this planet, we are so powerful and we really, really have the power to change things. And that's what gives me hope at this moment. While all creatures stand in expectation, what will be the result of our liberty? I hope you've been as inspired as I've been by seeing the young people as they walk all the way to COP in Glasgow. And in my day job as the Church of England National Environment Officer, I'm always really encouraged when I hear about a church gaining an eco-church award or when someone tells me about the changes they've made in their life to go green. So let's take a moment now to consider what action you've been inspired to take and then we'll make our commitment together. If you can, even at home, you could stand for this part or hold out your hands as a gesture of commitment. As the whole of creation looks with eager longing for the redemption of humankind, let us pledge ourselves anew to serve our Creator God, the Father who is the maker of all things, the Son through whom all things are made, and the Holy Spirit, the giver of life, who renews the face of the earth. Let us stand to affirm our commitment to care actively for God's creation. Together we say, Lord of life and giver of hope, we pledge ourselves to care for creation, to reduce our waste, to live sustainably, and to value the rich diversity of life. May your wisdom guide us, that life in all its forms may flourish, and may be faithful in voicing creation's praise. May the commitment we have made this day be matched by our faithful living. Amen, amen, amen. In the power of the Spirit and in union with Christ Jesus, let us pray to the Father. Lord, we pray for your holy church throughout the world. Remembering today across the Anglican Communion, the province of the Sudan. We pray for the work of the Scottish Episcopal Church and the Diocese of Glasgow and Galloway, for the Church of Scotland and for 
the COP26 World Conference happening in that great city. As we pray for the diocese in which we serve, we pray for our bishops, clergy and people, that we may be faithful to our baptism. With the dawn of each day, may we be awakened to the beauty of the earth and rejoice in the wonder and diversity of creation in all its forms and colour. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. We pray for the work of our diocesan environment officers and the groups that they convene in each place. Remembering that the Lord of life has given us all living things who depend for their existence on good quality of air, soil and water. Lord, may your wisdom guide us as we strive to care for our environment. Help us to inform our thinking. Deliver us from selfishness, from economic greed, and to share the rich resources of this world gladly and justly, our common home, and all in the cause of stability and peace between nations and peoples. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. Lord, we bring before you in our prayers those places affected by chronic shortage of water, the essential life-giving force and element. For all who suffer as a result of drought, for lack of safe water to drink and irrigation of crops. For those who have and still suffer from the effects of extreme weather and whose environment may have been damaged by cyclone flood or destructive forest or wildfire. As we pray for the work of this conference, seeking to understand better the effects of the changing patterns brought about by global warming. May we pray for this emergency and policies to address it. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. Lord, we remember that two-thirds of the surface of this earth are covered by water. We give thanks for the rich harvest of the seas. May we cherish the good things that you have created, the harvest from the sea. Help us to be mindful of the need to reduce pollution in all natural water systems. 
and by the grace of your wisdom may we maintain the biodiversity of our fragile planet on sea and land. Strengthen our resolve and bless all our efforts as we seek to protect marine, animal, insect and plant life and their habitats. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. Here within these shores, we remember our stewardship. For you have called us to be co-workers with Christ, your Son. Bless those whose work is on the land guardians and custodians of our landscapes, our farmers, foresters, workers in national parks, areas of outstanding natural beauty, the work of the National Trust, all who work for natural England and guard the habitats protected in our national nature reserves and sites of special scientific interest. We pray at this time for those preparing for the Platinum Jubilee of Her Majesty the Queen's accession to the throne of this realm and her other provinces. We pray for that green canopy and the work of each community seeking to plant trees for carbon capture and to commemorate that significant anniversary. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. Finally, Lord, we remember that you have made us from the stuff of this earth and to which we shall return. May we tread lightly and succeed in innovation and development as we seek to find sources of renewable energy and green technology. By your grace, may we live our days wisely, live sustainably, and at the last, come with all your saints into paradise and enjoy creation made new. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Creator God, giver of life, you sustain the earth and direct the nations. In this time of climate crisis, grant us clarity to hear the groaning of creation and the cries of the poor. Challenge us to change our lifestyles. Guide our leaders to take courageous action. Enable your church to be a beacon of hope. And foster within us a renewed vision of your purposes for your world. Through Jesus Christ our Lord by and for whom all things were made. Amen. And now I invite you to join with me in saying together the words that Jesus taught us, the Lord's Prayer.
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Thank you for joining us. You can learn more about Climate Sunday by googling Climate Sunday, and more about Make Cop Count by googling Make Cop Count. I wish you a very hopeful and active creation tide. We'll end with a blessing. May God the Holy Spirit, who hovered over the waters of creation and formed the world from chaos, form you in the likeness of Christ and renew the face of the earth. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you this creation tide and forevermore. Amen. Thank you.